Hi there, let's talk sports fans. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Let's Talk Football. I'm joined by my co-host, Roger. Thanks for joining me here on North East Streaming Sports um, Live on Broker. Thanks for having me back. It's great to be here, and uh, it's kind of it's great that we're doing this again. Uh, it's going to get sadder as we get as we get more further through the uh, the 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 past the regular season. You know, playoffs playoffs have a little bit of a melancholy thing for me because it's just it's that signal that like football's winding down. You get a little bit of the football maze, but still, like it's kind of sad. It's the end of the season, but the the fun part's happening too. Uh, people get fired. Everybody loves people getting fired. That's why Donald Trump got famous. Uh, he even coined the phrase, you're fired at a certain point. But nonetheless, let's not get uh, too deep into that stuff. Um, but, you know, like there's head coaching and GM vacancies. Then we get free agency in the draft. And uh, off season's the best season sometimes. Um, but we're in the playoffs. So screw the off season. It's not off yet. Yep, um, it definitely isn't, and um, if we get started with the playoffs, um, a popular matchup of the Bills-Patriots. Um, do you have any thoughts on um, the line-up? I'm, I'm going to be honest, I think it's a close call. It's ding-ding round three, right? It's, oh, in this quarter... Uh, the guy who won the first round, the Bill, uh, the the Patriots. The guy who won the second round, the Bills. And now it's back down to to round. We're back down to the first round. So, um, I, we're round three anyway. Uh, I don't know uh, which one I think is better suited. I I know it's at Buffalo, but keep in mind, Patriots won the Buffalo game. They won each other's home games. Um. I think the you know Patriots could go back to the running the ball thing. I know they have. Uh, I know Isaiah Win. It, it might not be playing in this game. I think they've already listed him as out. But uh, I don't. My question is: Is did Bill Belichick hold anything back in the last game? Right? Like he knew they were making it into the playoffs. Did they hold back just to let like the Bills think they can go ahead and win? And then this next game, they're going to unre- unleash the Kraken. Um. Bills have been playing well. Uh, they actually kind of ran the ball a few more times than they had the last month. That was shocking. Devin Singletary's actually gotten some play. Um, and I I think the better like, – I, I think the Bills are the – Bills are the better quarterback in the better situation on offense, I feel like. And the better defense, I think, is the Patriots. Oh, I'm going to say – my heart tells me Patriots, but my brain tells me Bills. I don't know why. Um, I, I agree. I think if the Patriots win, because their defense is fairly comparable, I think it's the running game that wins it for them. If the Bills win, I think Josh Allen's going to have to win it because their running game, I think, is a problem. So it's going to be interesting Josh Allen has been on quite good form the last month of the season. It, Mac Jones, if the Patriots are going to win, is going to have to have his best game for a month, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, 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 my feeling on it is, is at least with the the Bills, I, 
I mean, I don't. I it, it feel like again, like I feel like my brain, like looking at it on paper and looking at it, I go, I feel like, like, and even like the rooting interest, you kind of going Bills. Somewhere deep yeah. inside, my gut feeling is saying Patriots are going to figure out a way to win this because it's Bill Belichick, and he's done oh, this great. so many times before. And he's got his defense. His defense is playing really well. J.C. Jackson should be, you know, given a lot more props than he has been. And then you look at, you know, the the defensive line's been playing well. Barmore missed having a major injury, so I think he should be playing. They have a lot of good D linemen there. Um, it's probably going to be McCourty and Deontay Hightower's last game there. So, uh, or last last game or last games there. Um, at least for one of those guys. I'm thinking. Ooh, it's so hard. I want to say Patriots. I kind of want to say Patriots win this one. The defense, the run game. Um, but at the same time, like I think about it and I go, Josh Allen, man. I mean, he's the better quarterback. Stephon Diggs is wrecking stuff. They got to be able to shut down Stephon Diggs. They got to be able to shut down the, the wide receivers. And if they can't do that, then uh, then the Bills are going to keep moving the ball. So I don't know. I'll say Bills. I'll say Bills, even though I want to say Patriots. Yeah, um, my hunch is Belichick did hold something back. It's going to be interesting. Um, and to be honest, I think no matter, it wouldn't shock me as my co-host to my New York sports show said that it is an overtime game. It's that close. I do think it will be. Um Moving on to um, the Raiders matchup with the Bengals. How do you feel about this? Um, I want to say the Bengals uh, will win it. That's what I think probably will happen. But they're being fairly, this back end of the season, a little inconsistent. And I don't think the Raiders, especially after the drama they've had, would make it to the playoffs. So I would not be shocked if they just somehow find a win here here's the thing the raiders what the raiders do is actually good against the Bengals. they have a great pass rush um they, they have max crosby yannick and that d line i think is going to create headaches for joe burrow so i think i give them a puncher's chance on this um they have some decent corners there with um uh, the Clemson kid that they drafted a couple years ago. Casey Hayward's been playing really well for them. Um, Trevon Merrick has not gotten any attention for actually playing pretty well at safety. It feels like Mike Mayock finally figured out how to pick him in a draft after having a couple of drafts where guys barely existed. Um, they should be getting back Darren Waller. Hunter Renfro has been a matchup nightmare. Um, and that's what I'm, that's why like I think about the Raiders and I go, well, like if you can – the only thing is, is the Raiders don't have, um, if they had one of their deep threats still, I'd be like, the Raiders are so good for this game. Um, I, I would believe more in the Raiders. Carr, I think, is the more seasoned quarterback right now. I think the receiving core for the Bengals is what hurts, is, is what makes me go, oh, Bengals still have the shot here. Because Burrow, with that receiving core of Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase, um, that's a scary threat. That those those that's a triple threat at wide receiver. Any of those guys, you know, they're all good at catching the ball. They're all good at getting separation. I don't know which one I would really. That's I think that's the difference maker for the Bengals and the difference maker for the the Raiders is 
I don't know it's the elite thing for the Raiders, maybe the pass rush, but yeah, it's another one of those ones where I, I think a lot of people are going to go Bengals, but I could easily see the Raiders winning this one just because, again, I think that they could they could shut down the, the Bengals' uh, passing game. Yeah. But I'm going to go I'd Bengals. I agree. Um, I think the Bengals probably will, but I, I don't even think it'd be a shock. If um, the Raiders will, so um, it's another one of those games, and um, this brings us to the Bucks against the Eagles. Um, and I know many people are going to say they favour the Bucks, and it probably is the safe choice. But I don't know. I would not be shocked if the Eagles pull off a shock here, and I know that's going to surprise some people. I don't know what is. I just. There's something that tells me the Eagles might raise to vocation and uh, the Bucks, especially on offense, ain't got a settled situation. So it would not surprise me to see the Eagles pull off a win here. How do you feel about this matchup? I wouldn't be shocked either, um, partially because the Bucks are not as healthy as the Eagles. The Eagles are coming into yeah. this game uh, really healthy, uh, maybe missing one or two players. I think it's Josh Sweat might not play, but everybody else. I mean, their run game has been amazing. Once they leaned into what Jalen Hurts did well, what their team did well, the the run game, especially the outside run game, has been very good with Miles Sanders back. Um, I think that could create headaches. I know running up the middle is very hard against the uh, the Buccaneers, and I think it, they'll still give enough headaches for like I I think the 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 Buccaneers run defense is still pretty good. Their linebackers are still pretty good, but um, I, I'm I'm still kind of leaning on the, uh, the. I think the difference maker for me for the Buccaneers is again the wide receiving core. It, half of them are injured though, or out, like, again like Antonio Brown's not there, Godwin's injured. You know you have Mike Evans and Brashad Perriman, and then Gronkowski. We'll see what else they utilize the tight ends with. The the running backs might create a little bit of a head. You know, the offensive line is still good for uh, Tampa Bay. So I think the offensive line is going to be helpful for Tom Brady. Um, and I think that's the matchup I'm going to watch in this game is the, the O-line versus D-line matchups, right? Uh, both yeah. these teams have good offensive lines. Both these teams have good defensive lines. Um, the corner rooms in, be in both situations, I think, are a little up and down. You know, you get older version of Darius Slay. Steven Nelson's been good. Um, Tampa Bay's got, uh, you know, their, their, their corners have been, you know, in and out with health issues. But I think that they're going to have the full complement of Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy bunting, um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I still think I'm going to lean... Like I, I 100% agree with you. I think the Eagles have a very good shot of winning this one. I think I'm still going to go Tampa Bay. Tom Brady's the better passer here, and I think that's going to be if if the if the Buccaneers can hold down the Eagles' run game, I, I think it's going to be a lot harder for the Eagles to move the ball. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to go with an Eagles win just for a bit of different predictions but it's yes. uh, going to be a good game to watch I think um, another interesting matchup is the Cowboys 49ers um, I'm going to be honest both these sides are a bit hard to get a feel for just because they're both a little bit 
prone to that slip up if you will um but i just have a hunch the 49ers will win um i don't necessarily trust the cowboys a hundred percent and i just think in the big moment the cowboys might cowboy it up if you will and i just have more faith in the 49ers at this stage how do you feel you may have a completely different opinion on this yeah so the thing with the 49ers is i think the run game is really good i think the quarterback's okay he but he's probably playing his last couple of games for the 49ers there too yeah um the d line is impressive and the, the again like shanahan and mcdaniels are, are very good uh at scheming up the run game and scheming up the passing game and debo samuel is a mauler you know debo samuel and george kittle i think are what the real drivers of that offense are right now until trey lance gets his big boy boots on um so the offense is gonna i think both these offenses are kind of intimidating right you know you got one side with two first round picks at wide receiver with the dallas cowboys with amari cooper and cd lamb Tyron Smith's going to be back. So you're going to have a good offensive line going up against Bosa and Armstead and the, the guys on the, the, the 49er side. I think I would still lean, you know, maybe Dan Quinn's too, Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore getting a lot of interviews. Maybe they're a little busy for their, their game planning, but I still think when I look at the strengths on the, the teams, I look at Dallas and I go, Kind of like Dallas's strengths more. Um, that doesn't mean 49ers aren't going to try and run the ball over Dallas, and I think that is the, that's going to be Dallas's weakness is trying to stop the run. If they can stop the run, they'll be fine. And if they can't, well, they're going to be, you know, SOL. So I'm going to go Dallas. Yeah, and um, it's it really is close. They both have similar sort of issues with consistency. Um, the next matchup I want to talk about, I think this might be an easier prediction, Chiefs-Steelers. Um, I'm going to go with Chiefs. Um, to be honest with you, the Steelers sort of almost didn't have no right to make the playoff, if that makes sense. Um, I think they're lucky to get in. It's, I guess it's nice for Big Ben to make the playoffs. Um but I think this is going probably, in theory, be largest margin of victory of these games. Yeah, and we've already seen this game play out earlier this season. I think the Chiefs just have enough firepower to kind of to wreck the game on uh, the Steelers. They have, uh, you know, their their offensive line is not great, but it's doing better than it was earlier this season. And they again, they were able to handle the Steelers pretty well. You know, they have Tyreek Hill. They have. Uh, uh, Travis Kelsey, and I think those two guys alone are a big portion of their offense. Uh, there's no Clyde Edwards-Alaire in this game. I don't think that's that much of a difference maker. They have a couple of ancillary weapons with Brian Pringle and Josh Gordon. Um, you know, Dar- I mean, uh, Williams is going to get the the carry the load, and he's been very good on the screen passes. Uh, I yeah, I agree. I'm going to go Chiefs here, even though like you know, Steelers' defense has looked kind of nice at certain points and pretty potent. Um, I I don't know if they're going to be able to pull out the horses to stop the Chiefs every down. I don't think they're going to. It wasn't even that long ago that he played each other. So if they weren't able to stop the Chiefs a month ago, I don't think they're going to be able to stop the Chiefs now. And the Steelers just can't move the ball. They just they're so bad. 
it's it's kind of yeah. weird that they made it to this portion of it that they made it to the playoffs but it's a te- uh, it's a it's a testimony to their defense and TJ Watt and Cam Hayward make up Fitzpatrick all the guys there all the horses they got and uh but I think Tyree Kill is going to blow this game open with Pat Mahomes yeah. I agree that said they did have a little assist off the charges um like form in the season but that's a different story and um, the last matchup is rams cardinals and um i don't this probably will be a close game um more i think the cardinals are slightly favor i have a little more faith in them but they're two very similar offenses in a way um two young coaches i think i'm going to go with cardinals but you just never know um if aaron donald decides to take over a game defensively that could be a game changer how do you feel about this matchup well the cardinals won't have hopkins back so i think that actually is kind of uh not helpful um but, I, you know, like with Kyler Murray healthy, they have Moore, they have Kirk, they have A.J. Green. They, it's weird. The moments where you think the Cardinals are going to lose, they do well. The minutes when you think they're going to do well, they, they don't do well. Um, they're always the subverting your expectations team. Um, same thing with the Rams, though. The Rams were, you know, they had that 49ers game in their hands, and they let it slip. And, uh, yeah, Donald's uh, Aaron Donald's good, but... Um, you know, I look at the rest of that team that, you know, Jalen Ramsey is good, but if there's nobody for Jalen Ramsey to shut down. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, Kyler Murray does spread the ball out quite a bit. They do kind of a spread offense. You also have to kind of try and catch Kyler Murray. Um, I know they split the games this year, I believe. So I'm not saying like it's an overwhelming, oh, the Cardinals are going to win this one. It is nice that they got J.J. Uh, Watt back for this game. Um and as far as it goes for the L.A. Rams, you know, they keep on having weird hiccups at weird times. It's not helpful. I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. I, I think Kyler Murray uh, is going to is going to ball out. You know, they're going to find way. they're going to get they're going to get tricky. They're going to have fun with it, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, so before we wrap the show up, the big talking point this week is has been some of the coaching changes. Uh, probably the biggest story is Brian Flores being let go by the Dolphins. Um, a bit of a surprise um, based on the run of games they had in the second half. But like you said um, before we went on there, the decision was probably made when there's a bad start. That is a bit of a knock. Even when I thought he was safe, I was thinking for prep for shows, the talking point all off-season would be, this wasn't the first season they got off to a slow start. Last year they did the same thing, then went on the run. So I guess, I don't know if that's the reason the decision makers made this decision. It's a surprise, but I think, He's probably going to be pretty much able to pick his job this offseason, would you agree? Um, well, first off, with Brian Flores, I think there's two major things that played a factor into him not having a job anymore with the Miami Dolphins. 
One is relationships. He did not get along with a lot of the people he worked with, whether it was Greer, the owner, Tua. And there's a whole debate as to where he stood on Tua when, you know, when that relationship soured, when his opinion on him soured. Um, you know, Flores was all for drafting to, uh, I guess, you know, once he got him in the building, he didn't believe him anymore. Like after a year of having him in the building, he didn't believe in him anymore. Whispers start going out about Deshaun Watson. And Flores was one of the reasons why Watson wanted to be there. Um, but it was also coaches and players too, whether you're talking about Kyle Van Noy, Chad O'Shea, Chan Gailey, the fact you went through four offensive coordinators in three years, uh, four offensive line coaches or three offensive line coaches. The, the the turnover on the staff is usually a red flag. When you have a bunch of turnover, whether it's Patrick Graham who went up to New York after his first year there, the 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 O line turnover, the O line coach turnover, the everything regarding that, like if that's usually a red flag. The Fitzpatrick benching Fitzpatrick after a few games just to stick Tua in when everybody thought it was Pat, Fitzpatrick's show. Then benching to a mid game to stick in Fitzpatrick. Sometimes that was good, you know, game call, but it was still just a very weird way of handling things. Um, if you, you know, again, those two things I think affected it: the inability to get the offense going, the inability to really fix the offense, and you know, whether you want to complain that Chris Greer didn't get them the right guys. Well, you know, I think you know most of these front offices are collaborative. That's why you see, yeah. oh, well, Brian Flores is out, but uh, Chris Greer didn't give him an offensive line. Yeah, but if, if Flores' guys and his coaches are saying they can coach up Austin Jackson and they like Austin Jackson, they're going to draft Austin Jackson even if they have, you know, a different guy higher. Same thing when you look at, you know, uh, with Tua, like he had say in the Tua draft pick. Um, them drafting Tua, if they if he wanted Herbert, they would have had Herbert. So, um. You know, all of those things that kind of went into that, I think, you know, I, I think I look at that and I go, well, see, clearly, like, it's not necessarily a black and white thing. A lot of times, you know, the two major things were, was he ever going to get the offense going? Is it just a two a problem or is it a Flores problem? Uh, and clearly, when you have the, the massive amount of turnover and no plan for the offense going forward, it becomes like, OK, well, if we don't have an answer for this, we're going to be back at nine and eight next year. Uh, because there's no def like yeah defense can cover up a lot of problems but you still need to be able to score points. Um, I'm not entirely sure two is not the guy either. You know I know that they're talking about going after Deshaun Watson. That's still possibly out there. Um, I know Flores was very much for it at a certain point, but uh, at this stage you got to look at it and go well. You know maybe that door's closed. Um, but again, I think it was a lot of like from what I've been hearing, it sounds like a lot more relationship and the inability to get the offense going. And any place that's going to hire him as a head coach, you got to make sure you have a plan for the offense moving forward. Whether you have a, a good veteran quarterback coming in, you have somebody you want to hook him up with to be the offensive coordinator um, or that he has somebody in mind. But keep in mind, like he's a guy who keeps on burning bridges as far yeah. as, you know, guys wanting to work with him. That, that's what I was going to say. The key thing is, before you appoint and find guys he can work with, but you don't know the situation. You never know what happens behind closed doors. Can he not work with people long term? You don't know. So it's going to be interesting. But one thing's for sure, his next job's going to define him because 
if there's still these whispers of maybe doesn't get on with players or coordinators, then this will be an issue for him going forward. So it's going to be interesting how the next few weeks pans out for him. Um, and the coaching carousel keeps turning. I'm sure that's something we'll talk about next week. Um, probably at least some of the posts might be filled come next week and we'll fill everyone in on that. And that just about wraps up um, the episode other than uh, have you made any videos on your channel for people to check out uh, i'll be having a few come out this weekend and early next week as far as talking about the head coaching firings the the hirings the and you know kind of the stuff going forward um again there's three gm candidates as well that you know there's stuff open for yeah. you know joe judge's firing was kind of its own little clown show david cully getting fired yesterday was kind of a an interesting one i think actually if there's a job that flores gets right away it's probably that one because he has the familiar familiarity and relationship with casario um you know, even just the reason why David Culley was fired sounded weird because they wanted to move on from his offensive coordinator so they can probably give Pep Hamilton and, uh, you know, uh, the promotion to offensive coordinator. Um, you know, the Vikings with Zimmer, it sounds like the, and, uh, and Spielman, it sounds like they're going in a different direction. And, you know, you know, Fangio was expected, even if you didn't like it. You know, I think you could disagree with the Fangio one, and then the Bears and Matt Nagy. The Bears actually Flores, I think, interviewed with today. So yeah, I heard that as well. It's going to be interesting, um, and um, I'm sure there'll be a lot to talk about. Everyone, please follow Rojo on Twitter. His uh, handles down below, and. Um, or what remains is for me to thank you for joining me today, Roger. Thank you for having me on. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Like, follow, subscribe. Uh, you could follow, uh, you know, go to the, the Facebook group, comment, leave your, your stuff in there. Uh, and if you want to follow me, I'm at B-R-O-J-O. Death is in the end of life. Punch like a delicious drink you drink in the summer. Uh, Brojo Death Punch. It's on all different platforms. And even, like, you know, the, the Xbox, if you want to play uh, Xbox Live. Um, and thank you. Uh, it's been great. This is, you know, this has been a fun. We're hitting the, we're hitting the point where it's kind of, like I said earlier, kind of fun, kind of sad season because, yes. you know, the, there's the hope that's going to come in the next month or two with free agency and the draft and uh, and all the hirings and and all the firings are now over. So, and then again, we'll get to see the Super Bowl. Yeah, we definitely will, and we'll cover it all on Let's Talk Sports. Thank you to everyone for joining us. We'll be back next Friday, and until then, thanks for watching Let's Talk Sport fans.